Hey babes, welcome to Holy Bays Podcast. I'm your host, Quenisha Pleasant, and we are back again with another episode of Holy Bays Podcast. Today's episode is called Run Back to Jesus. Now, before we get started, you guys already know I have to pray in, so let's go ahead and do that. So, Father God, I thank you for everyone that's here listening, Lord. We ask that you guide us, and Holy Spirit, we ask that you be here to give us the knowledge and understanding that we need. Lord, I ask that you help us to understand that we need to run to you instead of running from you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now, I know there are probably a lot of you guys who are listening who feel like they cannot come back to Jesus, that they have made all these mistakes and they're they don't feel like they can come back to him. I'm here to tell you, despite anything that you've done, you can come back to Jesus and that he is waiting for you to come back. And you have to see through the lies of the enemy and realize Jesus wants to give you a clean slate. Jesus wants you to have a relationship with him. And your past has nothing to do with that. He wants to create something new with you. He wants to show you who it is that he has created you to be. And whether or not you accept that is your choice. He wants nothing more than to have a relationship with you and to show you who he is. He doesn't want you to look at other people's lives and try to see who he is. He wants you to experience who he is for yourself. He wants you to experience him for yourself. He wants you to have a relationship with him as well. The first thing we're going to read is Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 29, NLT. Also, my microphone broke last week, so I'm recording off my septa's gaming headphones. So if the audio isn't as good, I apologize. So it says, then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. John chapter 6 verse 37 says, However, those the Father has given me will come to me, and I will never reject them. Jesus doesn't expect for you to come to him and be perfect, because we are imperfect people, and he is a perfect God. He is literally waiting for you to be ready and willing to have a relationship with him. If you were close to him, but you strayed away, come to him. Come back to him. If you don't know him, come and get to know him. All he wants is a willing heart. He stands at the door to your heart, knocking, waiting for you to let him in. Revelation chapter 3 verse 20 says, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. And for those of you guys who um, were once closer to Jesus, but you strayed away from him, Jeremiah chapter 3 verses 14 actually speaks about backsliding. I'm reading from the King James. It says, Turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married unto you, and I will take you one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. So where it says, that he is married to us. Jesus is, he's committed to having a relationship with us. He loves us unconditionally. But the thing is, it's our choice whether or not we want to be committed to him. He does not force anything on us. Jesus doesn't force anything on anybody. We have to be willing to decide to commit our lives to Jesus. It doesn't matter what you've done because no mess is too big for God to fix. 
No mess is too big for God to clean up. No one is perfect, and he's not looking for perfect. He's looking for somebody that's willing, somebody who's willing to pick up their cross, someone who's willing to give him their heart, someone who wants to come to him. And you, when you come to him, you come to him as you are, and he will clean you up. That's his job. You can't clean yourself up. It's not our blood that washes us clean. It's Jesus's blood that washes us clean. So he is there to make you new. He is there to restore you. He's there to heal you. Only he can do those things. So stop expecting so much from yourself. He's not expecting you to clean yourself up. He knows that you need him and that's why he's there. That's why he died for you. He wants you to pick up your cross and follow behind him. He doesn't just want you to pick up your cross and be alone doing this thing by yourself. He wants you to pick up your cross and follow him. He's setting the tone. He's showing you how to do it. None of this is meant for you to be by yourself. People who don't know Jesus are doing life by themselves, by their own strength. We can't do much by our own strength. We're only human. We're only human. We can only do but so much. That's why we need Jesus. That's why we needed a savior. And that's why God sent Jesus to die for us. Life is not always easy. Life can be hard. But I'd much rather have a savior to help me get through it than to try to do this thing by myself. I'd much rather have somebody that I can actually rely on that would constantly be there for me. Now, like I said earlier, I know there's a lot of people who don't feel like God will forgive them for things that they've done. But that is a lie from the enemy. The blood of Jesus Christ covers our sins. First John chapter one, verse nine says, but if we confess our sins to him, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. So if you confess your sins to Jesus, he will cleanse you of all wickedness. I posted something on my story the other day that said, talk to Jesus. It doesn't have to be pretty. It has to be honest. Be honest with him. Like any relationship, he wants a relationship with you. So when you do something wrong to someone, what do you do? You apologize, right? You should apologize. So confess your sins. Confess what it is you've done wrong. And then moving forward, you try not to make the same mistakes again. That's all Jesus asks for. Just be willing to pick up your cross. Be willing to try every single day to be better than you were yesterday. That's all it is. Be willing to continue to be a better version of yourself. Be who it is that he's created you to be. Every day, you'll be more and more like Jesus. And the more and more like Jesus that you are, the closer you'll be to who it is that he's made you to be because you're made in his image anyway. But sometimes our actions don't reflect Christ. And that's because we're human and we're flesh. But we have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will help us to continue to have guidance and to continue to work on ourselves to be more like him. So next we're going to read the parable of the prodigal son. And that starts in Luke chapter 15, verse 11 through 32. And I'm reading from the NLT version. It says, to illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. 
and there he wasted all his money and wild living. And the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into his fields to feed the pigs. The younger man became so hungry that even the pies he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, At home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare, and here I am dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against you. Oh, I've, I've sinned against both heaven and you. I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to the servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and kill that calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate what they fast. For this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. Meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working. When he returned home, he heard music and dancing in the house, and he asked one of the servants what was going on. Your brother is back, he was told, and your father has killed the fattened calf. We are celebrating because of his safe return. And the older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him, but he replied, All these years... I've slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to. And in all that time, you never gave me even one young goat for a feast with my friends. Yet when this son of yours comes back, after squandering your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the fattened calf. His father said to him, look, dear son, you have always stayed by me and everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day, for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So his father allowed him to come back despite the mistakes that he made. He was out here living reckless, spent all the money that his father had for him. And he's, his father still allowed him back into the house and even threw him a party. That is the same love that Jesus shows us. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what it is that you think makes you not qualified to be his daughter or his son. Just like in this story, he said, I'm not even worthy to be my father's son. And his father still showed him love. He still showed him mercy. He still showed him that I love you despite what you've done. And that's exactly what Jesus does for us. Don't ever think it's too late for you to come back. Don't let your emotions and the, the lies of the enemy tell you that you cannot come back to him because you can. And he's waiting for you to come back, just like the, the father in this story. And another thing that this story reminds me of is just the fact that some people are going to say that you don't deserve it. They're going to say that you can't be forgiven, just like his, his brother was upset when he came back. 
Don't worry about what anybody says. It doesn't matter that they think that you can't be forgiven because there is not their blood that was spilled for you to be forgiven. It was Jesus. So what they think, what they say does not matter. What matters is what Jesus says. We're going according to the word of God. That's what you're going according to, what the Bible says, not what people feel, not what you feel, what the word says. You are forgiven despite how you may feel in that moment when you sin. When you confess your sins to Jesus and you ask to be forgiven, you are forgiven. So I just want to encourage you guys to start following Jesus if you don't already follow him. And if you took a break while you were following him, I encourage you to pick up your cross, pick it back up again and continue walking. No, I actually run. Run as fast as you can towards Jesus and just continue to follow him. And also don't get scared after sinning. Don't like go into the corner of your room in a ball and stay there for days after you sin. That is not what Jesus wants you to do. You sin, fine. Repent, get back up, try again. But don't sit there and allow the enemy to attack your mind. Don't allow your emotions to be everywhere. Stand up and choose to use the authority that God has given you. But that is it for today. Um, I thank you guys for tuning in. I pray that this helps you guys really see that it's never too late to come back to Jesus or to even start following him. His arms are always opened, whether you were somebody that ran from him and decided to come back or you're somebody who never even knew him. He leaves the 99 for the one. I'm going to go ahead and pray us out. God, I thank you for everybody that's listening, God. I thank you for the revelation that you have given everyone, including myself, God. I ask that you help us to continue picking up our crosses, God. Help us to continue to be more like you. Help us to grow. Help us to remove the things that are not like you, God, and help us to replace them with the things that are like you. Help us to show the fruits of the Spirit, Father God. Let us know how to humble ourselves before you, God. Help us to open our hearts and our minds to to um, be able to focus on you and hear you, Father God. I ask that you help them to heal, Father God. Restore them in the places that need restoring, God. Remove what isn't for them, God, and replace it with what is, God. Show them the mirror, God. Show them what it is that you see when you see them, Father God. Help them to see themselves the way that you see them, God. I just thank you for the things that you're going to show to them, God. I thank you for just drawing them closer to you because I know that you will, God. I ask that you continue to work on their hearts, God, work on their spirits, God. Help them to, to better understand who you are, God. Show them who it is that you are, God. We break down all the lies of the enemy. Help them to look in your word and, and see who it is that you actually are, God. You are merciful, Father God. You are loving. You are caring. You are kind. That that is who you are, God. You are not what this world says you are. And you do not see us as our mistakes, God. You don't see us the way that the world sees us, God. So help us to see you the way that you are, God. And help us to see ourselves the way that you see us, God. We know that we are not perfect, God. So we pray that every 
mistake that we make, God, that we humble ourselves and we come before you, God, and that we repent of our ways, Father God. We ask that you help us to just continue to seek you even when we fall on our face, God, that we choose to, to pick up our cross, God, and to continue living for you, God. I ask that you protect my sisters that are listening, my brothers as well, God, if anybody's listening who's a brother in Christ. I ask that you protect them, Father God. I ask that you gather around them, God, as you have your holy angels around them, Father God, that you restore the things that are broken, God, that you protect them as well, God, and that you heal them in areas that they need to be healed, God. We ask that you send your angels to stand guard, that if there's anybody who is speaking down on them, Father God, that you protect them and shut the mouths of the enemy, Father God, shut all the mouths of the wolves who are speaking out against them, against their future, Father God, or against anything else that you're trying to do in their lives, God. I pray that you uplift them, Father God, that you exalt them, Father God, and that you show them what it means to be a child of God, Father God, what it means to be one of your children, God. Help them to see that they have been set apart, Father God, and that you have chosen them, God. Pour out your your presence and your love among them, Father God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.